Star Wars 7x7, episode 790. Today we continue our series of looks at Star Wars short fiction, new canon stories that were published in Insider Magazine. Today it's Kindred Spirits and Rebel Bluff on tap for you. Punch it, Chewie. It's Rebel Rousing Fun for Everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and these two stories, Rebel Bluff and Kindred Spirits, are taken from issues 158 and 159 of Star Wars Insider Magazine. And time frame-wise, issue 158 is dated July 2015, and 159 is dated August-slash-September of 2015. We're going to kick it off with Rebel Bluff, which actually takes place right around the time of the end of Season 1 of Star Wars Rebels. There's a reference to hearing the transmission that was made by Ezra Bridger from that Imperial Communications Tower that we just discussed, actually, in our Sunday episode, our Rebels Briefing. It features our favorite rogue, Lando Calrissian, in a starring role. And the story kicks off with him doing exactly what you'd expect him to be doing on a regular basis, which is playing a game of Sabacc. And by the way, since I didn't say this at the outset, just keep in mind, we are full spoiler on these stories. So if you don't want to hear it just yet, and you want to go read the story first, then by all means do, and just save this podcast for later. But if you're willing to hear the whole thing, then let's get right to it. Lando's playing Sabacc with, among other people, Visago the Crime lord who occasionally gives paying jobs to the crew of the ghost in star wars rebels and when some stormtroopers come in right after lando has had an amazing come from behind victory to win the pot including throwing the key card to his own speeder in and just you know that's a daring kind of thing but uh, stormtroopers come in and one of the people that they're playing with disappears and disappears with the pot which of course includes the key card to the speeder and she takes off. Lando and Visago track her down in Tarkintown, which if you're not familiar with Tarkintown from Star Wars Rebels, it's basically a resettlement colony. The Empire decided that there was a bunch of land on Lothal that was very prime land for mining ore rich stuff and that sort of thing. And so they essentially declared eminent domain and kicked people off the land and put them in this little shanty town. And so this person whose name is... Rhea Clar, Rhea Clar, R-I-A, and she's tossing the credits out to all the people in Tarkintown because she, it turns out, is responsible to some degree, noting that she had identified the land that these people were living on as being important to the Empire and caused them to be uprooted from their homes and relocated and so forth. Naturally, she's on the run from the Empire, and Lando intercedes not once but twice to ensure her safety. And by no small coincidence, Lando and Visago have arrangements to be off-world for a couple of weeks after the altercations that caused the death of a number of stormtroopers, so that way they don't get swept up in the investigation. But Rhea decides to stay with the people of Tarkintown and help them defend themselves against the next wave of coming stormtroopers that will probably be investigating what went down in Tarkintown. It's a light piece, and it's fun, and it's written well for Lando's character, too. It probably surfs a little bit on his personality and all the personality of his that we're carrying around in our heads, naturally. But still, I enjoyed it. 
And the other story comes from Christy Golden, who actually wrote Dark Disciple, which, if you are not familiar with it, is one of the new canon novels, and it was actually based on an eight-episode arc of the Clone Wars that was never actually produced. So it turns out that Christy also wrote this prequel to Dark Disciple, which is called Kindred Spirits. And the title refers to Asajj Ventress, surprise, surprise, as well as Lhasa Rame, who is an interstellar pirate of some renown. And we jump into the action right in the middle of things. So I'm going to give you the quick backstory of what had happened before the story actually starts. So Asajj has been picking up odd jobs here and there, and the most recent one has to do with escorting a cargo ship safely through its transit, and she's one of a number of different ships that are escorting it. So there's an expectation that pirates are going to attack, and pirates do attack and destroy all the other ships, except for Asajj's. Asajj's is actually only damaged, and she survives, and it turns out that the Blood Bone Order, led by Lhasa Rame, shows up to plunder <laughs> the shipment late they're late to the party and miss out on the action but they find Asajj and rescue her and nurse her back to health and so Asajj and Lhasa make a deal they're gonna go steal the ship back from the original pirates that plundered it and Asajj is gonna help as long as she gets to keep one piece of cargo that she's specifically tasked with getting to the person who hired her we get all this through the backstory that's spread out throughout the story and the deal is this. The plan is that Lhasa is going to pretend to be a random person that caught a Jedi being Asajj Ventress and deliver Asajj to Hondo on the hopes that Hondo will pay a fine sum and then turn around and ransom Asajj back to the Jedi. Hondo apparently doesn't do that anymore, but they don't know that just yet. So they show up on Florum, which is Hondo's homeworld. Hondo is not there at the time, but one of his henchmen, Jiro, is. And they manage to con Jiro into sending a lot of his people off planet to go after the notorious interstellar pirate Lhasa Rame. Of course, they don't know that it is actually Lhasa delivering Asajj or pretending to deliver Asajj to them. Naturally, Hondo arrives back on the scene, but to no avail, Asajj takes his people out pretty handily. And ultimately, Lhasa and Asajj get the steady on and the cargo back. And apparently Lhasa has taken a liking to Asajj, thinks that they work well together, and actually offers Asajj a job joining her and the Bloodbone Order. Surprisingly, Asajj gives it some considered thought. She actually is tempted to do it, but ultimately she just can't. She can't be with anyone. She can't trust anyone. She just has to be by herself. But she certainly seems to take pleasure in the company, at least as long as she's able to. And if you haven't read Dark Disciple yet, then this story sets her up very nicely for what you see in Dark Disciple because you get a good picture of her emotional state and it certainly lends more credence to why she's as vulnerable as she is to the advances that Quinlan Voss makes to her under the guise of working for the Jedi in trying to create this opportunity to assassinate Count Dooku and using Asajj Ventress to make it happen. Which is, of course, the general gist of the plot of Dark Disciple, and a highly recommended one of the canon at that. And that is going to do it for us on our short story coverage today. We've got trivia for you after the break. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. 
Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, time for trivia here. Together, we will destroy the Resistance and the Last Jedi. Last time we asked you who's the only person upon whom Maz Kanata looks without her goggles, and that's Rey. Today's question, who's the person who gets Han and Chewie inside the Thermal Oscillator building on Starkiller Base? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your head gets stuck on a battle droid body, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a series of bad puns, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.